Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. of light the fight we're installing hope happiness the dazzled dreams in a light box if you like <laughs> and you we're also <laughs> i mean technically people could take some of our little quotes from our podcast and yes. put it into a light box or some sort of like decorative might soften the blow house. a little yeah <laughs> yeah well, welcome, y'all, and we're happy to be here and talking about feelings and families and all those things that um, parents tend to have to not just deal with, but live through. And also, you know, sometimes we just, we need help. We need support, Heidi. We so did not sign to, up for this. Exactly. So some people come to light the fight. Maybe you don't get the best ideas, but you get, well, man, at least I'm not as bad as them. At <laughs> least I don't have it that bad. Whew, man, I thought I was okay. You know those times you're like, am I going crazy? It's like you listen to the fight. It's like, oh, they're crazy. Like he's the yeah, crazy those counselor. People, those people have real problems. Yeah. yeah. So if nothing else, we would like to be of assistance by making you feel not as bad as you did before. Because <laughs> we'll just admit to all of our shortcomings. You go, okay, that wasn't. You know, if they can make it through it, then maybe I have some hope too. And then it's a win-win for everybody. Would you say, Heidi? That that is absolutely right. That's I ultimate think goal, that, right? I think that if anybody can come here and listen and realize that they are not alone, then, then we've won the battle. Um, Amen to that. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and we'll keep, we'll keep talking today. Um, but I, I am reminded once again, how important it is as individuals to share our stories. Um, and how helpful, even though we think maybe we, maybe we think we handle something badly, or maybe we're embarrassed or ashamed of our situation. Maybe we don't want people to know about our crap. Um, when we share our stories, we help and we strengthen others. And um, I am... I am reminded of that often. I've been especially reminded of that this last weekend. And um, it's it's humbling, but that's also a helpful reminder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, um, we, we started off a little heavy with the humor because we might get deep. I don't know. There's been one or two episodes in the 150 some odd episodes we've had now. <laughs> Once or twice where there's a little bit of emotion, Once a couple of tears, <laughs> maybe some regret confessed out loud to the universe. <laughs> some some you know that when I text David and Brandon the next day and say, I think we better delete that episode. Yeah, you know, you know, man, you know, man, man, let, let's do another one. You know, let's come back and we're like, nope, it's already posted. Yep. No, yeah. uh, I, you know, one thing that um, has always been uh, something I look forward to about doing this podcast 
is just the conversations that we have because I rarely get to see week by week someone's progress the way I get to watch your progress, Heidi, because, you know, after what happened with your son, you know, I, I started uh, taking on more of a, a coaching role with you and your family, just kind of like helping you out with whatever you guys needed. And um, kind of just having that more of like Uncle Dave, you know, like, yeah. he is. <laughs> There's the guys like, like we're stuck with each other now when you go through something like that like everybody's kind of like all right i guess we're guess we'll be hanging out for a while now you know it really you know bonds and fortifies people and and um i you know i i, I recall when all this stuff happened you know seeing you go through the many different phases from the moment it happened the day after it happened the funeral um seeing your kids go through the moment it happened the day after it happened the funeral months after years after now seeing your husband same thing and i get to with the podcast because you know it's our weekly show and i get to kind of sit back and watch as you're on this journey that you know maybe your kids will hear about when they're older or maybe family friends will tell tales of heidi swap (laughs) you know long in the future but i'm getting to see it all play out and it's really cool for me because um you know, whenever whenever someone loses, uh, whenever people lose a mutual loved one, um, someone they care about, regardless what the degree, they have a very strong bond. And you found Heidi that with um, your friends that were an intricate part of your life at that time when you lost Corey, like that bond is so strong now. Like wow. that's a powerful. Like you guys don't want to mess with that. Like that's a very powerful relationship. And. You know, just to see you go through every single one of these phases and now it'd be five full years that, you know, Corey hasn't been with you guys and with us. You know, I, I look forward to hearing more because we started to talk about um, a couple of things right before the podcast started. And I said, as always, I'm like, let's save it. Let's save it. Home. This is some good conversation. <laughs> and I, I'm like, you can't duplicate this good conversation. And this isn't like, okay, what has Heidi learned in the past five years? No, this is, hey, it's been five years since your son's passed away. A lot of people out there, listeners, have had horrible tragedies happen or have lost loved ones. Or maybe it's just a relationship. It's been five years since you know they've been divorced or what have you. Every time I, I hear you talk about what you're going through as you're going through it, I always learn something. I know our listeners always learn something, no matter what podcast it is or, or when it happens. Um, there's always just some great nuggets to come out of it. So I want to give you the opportunity, Heidi, to just you know, share some of the things that, that, that you have seen recently, maybe how it's different this time around than it has been in the past. Um, you know, because I, I know I'm interested in hearing, you know, I, I want to learn a lot about, you know, where you're at right now. And also know our listeners are interested in hearing as well, because we, it's almost like we're learning um, through you by proxy. You know, proxy is like, you know, you're the person's going through something and we're, we're just documenting, watching it as you go through it. And then we get to benefit from all the lessons that you learn without us actually having to do, <laughs> gone through what you've gone through. So you really <laughs> right. are, I joke around saying like, you're a canary in the coal mine. It's like, wait, wait, Heidi, this is on Heidi's radar. <laughs> Heidi's really insecure about this kid. Listen up because the chances are we are too. <laughs> She's insecure about right. it. We're probably insecure about it too, you know? So without, you know, further ado, I just, you know, hopefully I, I queued that up and set that up for you because I really do want to hear like what's going on with you. Cause I, I love just being on sidelines, like with the popcorn, like, dang, like, wow, that was interesting. You know, 
because <laughs> I, I don't rarely get to see someone that's gone through what you've gone through and then is so open about it so continuously it, it's a very unique i don't know it's interesting for me to sit here and just listen let alone for our listeners listen for me i'm always intrigued by man wonder where heidi's at right now <laughs> I'm dead serious, kind of, it's kind of it's kind of like that um the truman show yeah, the truth, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and I and I appreciate that, David, and and I appreciate when David kind of reminds me, um, that I've evolved and progressed, um, because sometimes it doesn't feel like because that maybe that weight or that sadness is still so affecting affecting me so much that maybe I don't see it. Um, and so it's, it's helpful to be reminded, like, like I said, I think, so, so just to kind of give you as listeners um, an idea of, of where I've been at um, every, every year, when this time of year starts coming and it kind of hits mid June and there's certain things that start triggering. And I know David doesn't like that word, but it starts <laughs> <okay>. just like, <laughs> you can say just cause David, you have to have to like do everything just to make me feel safe. <laughs> it, there's certain things that just start taking me back to that five years ago. And, um, I talk about a lot. I don't know if you, if you follow me on Instagram, if you hear me talk, I talk about what a crappy memory I have until you get to this situation. And I have never written this down. I've never like documented the timeline. I've never journaled about this. And, and I actually regret that I didn't journal. Um, I remember getting out a notebook multiple times and just not even being able to put the pen to paper at all. But the memories of that time are just seared, you know, and this year things are different, right? And so we didn't have Harriman days. Harriman days is one of the first things that, that, as soon as I hear a harmony, is just like a banjo playing the background. I know all that stuff that kind of starts leading up to the fourth of July. And the fourth of July for me is a is wonderful, wonderful memories of my whole life. Um family being together really are my happiest memories are 4th of July memories. And I think it's summer and it's carefree. And I don't remember my mom being mad. It was, we got soda, you know, like it was just good times as a kid. And so the fact that this kind of all happened, the upheaval kind of happened around the 4th of July is, is a hard thing for me to navigate. So this year we made the decision um me and my siblings we made the decision that we're going to rent this cabin together and 
take our families up to a cabin and just be away from everything. And um, I really wanted to look forward to it. And I had a, I was having a hard time being excited. Um, and, you know, I'm torn between this, like, I want my kids that are here to love holidays and have holiday traditions and have a happy mom. And then at the same time, I'm just dealing with my memories. At the same time, Quincy's doing this home MTC experience. Colton has his jaw wired. It's actually not wired shut, but he can't eat. Um, it's getting ready to be Connor's birthday. And we're coming up on this five-year anniversary and Quincy's actually going to leave. And all of these emotions that I had, which were, we're going away and we've rented this beautiful cabin and we're going to have fun. I have all of my family with us and none of us are working. Like we're, we're dedicated, you know, we're dedicated to this holiday. I'm thrilled that Quincy's going on a mission. I can't believe Connor's 13. And I can't believe it's been five years. And so I was having the hardest time feeling all of these things at once. And like, I couldn't even choose. Okay. Like right now I'm just going to be sad. And right now I'm just going to focus on Connor. And right now I'm just going to think about how I feel about my daughter leaving for 18 months. I just understand now why people drink themselves into oblivion. <laughs> I could not. No, you just make it want to. You just make it want to all stop. You like make it stop. I could not escape from just avalanches of emotions, and and it wasn't all bad, and I and I so desperately didn't want my negative emotions to take away from all of my other emotions. Um, it's just really, really hard. And I, and that's something that I think I, I would love for us to talk about. So kind of put that on that back burner at, at some point, but um, it, it was hard for me to have fun. And I could tell that was affecting the team. <laughs> and um, so I kind of would isolate, which would kind of upset people. Um, but I didn't want to like make it all about me. And I was just, I was really, I was really struggling. And um, In the end, we had a great time and I was able to let go more. I didn't, I didn't let it go, which yeah. I, I want to. Yeah. Um, Connor had his birthday 
and Connor's birthday is this really major trigger going in. And I gotta have, I, sorry, I gotta enjoy his birthday. I, I've got to make sure he can enjoy his birthday. He's so excited, you know. You guys, Connor is 13. Whoa. How in the world did that happen? I still look at him and see a seven-year-old. I honestly, like. He's not that little eight-year-old boy. Like you said, the birthday, right? Right at that moment. Yeah, he. He he turned, he turned eight just just two days before this happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we get home. We have the birthday. We're four days away from Quincy leaving. It's my sister's birthday, and and I'm realizing what a bummer I am. And I'm starting to notice that there's things going on that people are excluding me from. They probably don't want to, they don't know how to deal with me. They can tell I'm struggling. No one knows how to talk to me. Let's ask Heidi something. Not it. Not it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, and no one wants to address you. Nobody wants to say, so what are you doing for Corey's death anniversary? Yeah. Y- you know, it's like. Oh, yeah. No one wants to lead with that. And so I just. The night before. This fifth anniversary. I just laid there and said to Eric. I am so tired of not being friendly. Not being cheerful. You know, here on this podcast. We talk a lot about the things that I've learned. And the ways that I've mm-hmm. grown. And the changes that have been positive in growing my relationships and growing trust in my relationships, in me being able to talk about things, me having words, something about this five-year mark opened up my eyes to the things that have happened to me or ways that I have evolved that are not great. The effect that Corey's death has had on me that I don't like. And um, it's weird how this door, this like it was almost like a doorway opening of five years that I looked in and saw that I am not cultivating friendships, that I keep myself distanced, that I'm not friendly the way that I used to be friendly, and I don't feel cheerful, and I'm jealous of cheerful people. And, like, I don't need someone to say to me, you are too cheerful. 
are friendly. I can tell you right now, inside this head, there is no cheerful and no friendly. And if it's if it's if you think it is, then good. Then I'm a great actress. But I do not feel either of those things. <laughs> um. And I think that even though it, like, I kind of looked and saw this real ugly side of myself. Like I kind of saw it for maybe the first time. And I had this strong, strong impression night before and I'm I've talked about this before but it happened on the ninth but he was declared dead on the 10th and I was in the hospital overnight with him so that night from the ninth to the 10th It's just a hard night. And this strong, strong impression comes to me, and it's you've got to embrace, let go of sadness, and embrace the joy. And I'm thinking, how in the world? That's great. Thanks for that. I don't know how to do that. So. I laid in my bed and thought about how unfriendly and how uncheerful I am. And it felt like I lived that night minute by minute, you know. And in the morning, I woke up and I just wanted to scream to every person that doesn't think that they matter. I wanted to scream to them that they do. I wanted to somehow say, even if you don't think that you belong, even if you think you're stupid or that you are a waste or that you're screwing everything up, you're wanted and, and you belong here. The world needs you. Whatever whatever you have to offer, the world needs you. And um, so I decided to paint that on the driveway. And um, I spent the whole entire day painting my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so that was weird. I didn't, ex- I didn't, plan that I didn't 
like sketch it out. I didn't map it out. I didn't know what it was going to look like. It made me feel so much better. And the interesting thing about it is that when Corey first died, my creativity, which I felt was my greatest strength, I just didn't have access to it. We talked about that a lot. Yeah. I just could not see visions in my head anymore. Like I was shut out. That filing cabinet was closed. So the fact that I woke up and all I wanted to do was paint, which is something I've never done before. I've never like, I mean, I've spray painted with stencils and spray paint, you know, like, but I did a 20 foot mural. And that's what made me feel better. That's what I want to do. I want to just scream. That we belong here. We need each other. And every single person matters. And um, while I was out, painting <laughs> people are driving by and stopping and saying hi and asking me what I was doing and I was telling them and and Eric said to me you seem friendly did you feel friendly and I didn't feel unfriendly. And um, I had fun painting on the driveway. It was only for me. Uh, it didn't benefit anybody. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a group activity. I didn't want anyone else to touch it. <laughs> Uh, no, Quincy yeah. helped me. Use your own perfect little, your own little, yeah. Creative arts therapy. Just for yeah, yourself. it was, it was, it was a sign to me that I, I think it's a small circle, but I think that the circle came around, and I was able to connect with my creativity in my grief. which is something that I haven't been able to do. And it felt like a gift. From heaven. And Maybe that was, gosh, I'm sorry. I hope people can even understand me. Um, <laughs> they can. That was the only, I think that that gift came from Corey.
I I knew he was there. So no. <laughs> so um, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> no, I've I've heard many accounts from different parents who have lost their their children in similar fashion, in similar way, and. Uh, I've heard many accounts of just very unique experiences like that that were sometimes just subtle. It wasn't like this big, huge, extravagant, like fireworks type of like, man, I felt my child there with me. But, man, to hear you say that and say that you know that, you know, he was with you, you know, he was there and was a part of making all this happen. I mean, that's, I can only begin to imagine how comforting and how just loving that must feel as a mom. It, um, I found this space of peace that I, that I hadn't felt. And, um, I felt that same peace as I said goodbye to Quincy. I wasn't mad. And I wasn't upset. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't losing it. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't vengeful. <laughs> and um, so I think that in some small way, like um, all of those emotions that I was feeling and yeah honestly I was exhausted from feeling all those feelings I was so tired of carrying my feelings I thought this is Dang, things are heavier I I remember us talking you remember <laughs> yeah I remember <laughs> us talking before about how emotional pain and physical pain you know, takes its toll on us. And I would, I was imagining my spirit holding these emotions and just like being flat out, just yeah. <clears throat> exhausted from it. And so there was almost like a, like a finish line. And I felt that after the first year, I felt like I made it. I remember feeling some relief. And after that, after I'd painted and we went to the cemetery and we got hot dog on a stick. I don't know if you know this. There's a hot dog on a stick place. Draper. It's just good. Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I felt like I had um, completed that stage and I felt some relief. I don't know if that makes any sense, but there you go. Uh, no, it doesn't. Like I said, leading up to this, I'm, I'm thankful for you being able to share I, I, I don't even want to know if I want to call it a story because it's it's not over, you know. <laughs> right, sharing right. sharing sharing the updates on where you're at 
in your story. Some people share their story. You're you're sharing like now we're uh, going into the live season. feed. <laughs> <laughs> so so now we're live streaming. This is season 2020, and you know people are getting a, a you know, front row seat to you know what you're going through and how you're going through and how you're experiencing it. For me, I, I always am grateful for people that pave the way and then say, hey, here's what it's like in real time while I'm going through it versus even it's even more powerful than someone saying, I remember 20, 30 years ago when I went through stuff like that, this how it felt. I want to hear it coming from someone while they're going through it where it's fresh. you know. And, and I think that's a great takeaway for so many of our listeners to hear you share in real time what exactly you're going through, your your wins, your fails, your your wins, your, your self-doubts, you know, your your accomplishments, your hopes, your dreams. And I know for myself, like I said, to, to be on the sidelines and watching you throughout these past five years, I can say without a shadow of a doubt to all of our listeners, you guys, Heidi, and, you know, everyone always starts off with it. So, okay, Heidi's not perfect. Okay, so I'll start <laughs> with saying that. However, <laughs> Heidi is very persistent at doing everything it takes for her to be a better wife, a better friend, a better daughter, a better mother. And so because of that, I applaud you, Heidi. And, uh, you know, it's not easy what, what, you know, what this podcast is asking you to do, which is you model exactly what's going on in your life and, and let other people, you know, learn as they may from it. So thank you very much, Heidi. I really appreciate it. Well, I think... Right now, we're in this really interesting place where levels of anxiety, um, stress, anxiousness, uncertainty, problems are mounting. And it's really easy to think of way out. Try, try to try to find ways out and I think sometimes when we are feeling all those emotions we think there's never going to be an end to them because we can't see the end or um and I think even when I was just seeing this last little bit when I was having all those emotions I didn't know if there was going to be a relief um, but when we keep going, talk about it, acknowledge it, even when I was so tired of holding all those emotions, um, I did work through those emotions yep. and so I didn't bury them and I didn't hide them and I didn't push them off so that I have to deal with them another time. I, I experienced him. And I think that that's really just so important right here, right now for us as parents to have this opportunity to mourn and grieve the things that we're struggling with right now in this weird time. Feel our feelings, talk about our feelings so that our kids can talk about their feelings and it might be uncomfortable and it might have ugly crying and it and it might require sidewalk paint i don't know but 
I, I know that we cannot hide from our feelings. We cannot. You have to deal with your feelings. They don't go away. And, um, and I think that the only way our kids are going to learn that important skill or that important truth is by watching their parents feel their feelings and not hide and not take it out on other people, you know, just as parents, it's, it's okay for your kids to see you struggle and it's okay for you to share your struggles maybe there's certain parts of them that you don't share maybe they don't get the whole picture maybe you're certainly not relying on them to get you through it but they're going to learn it from you So I easily am the most emotional one in our family (laughs) about the situation. But your kids are learning it from you, right? They're learning how to express their emotions. That's I wanted to like add on to what you're saying. Like if it wasn't for you coming to all those coaching sessions, I mean, your kids are so proud of you on the podcast. They know you talk about all these things. And so when they know it's something important in their life that they have to talk about, without a doubt, they know they can come to you. It's a given now. Where five, six years ago, it wasn't a given. It was still an unknown. Mom wasn't the most approachable being in the family. Mom liked for you to tell her that you got an A or that you're coming home early. (laughs) Right. Right. And, And that you're sucking it up. Yeah, no you're sucking it up and you know you're not you're not gonna complain, you know. And so, but what you've done is you've gone first, you've shown them exactly what you just said, blisters, and you've shown them how to be how to be emotional. But being emotional doesn't mean that you're losing your emotions. You get better at expressing your emotions if you have more reps and more practice at it. Yeah, so I get to practice it every year. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that I came out of this five-year anniversary with kind of a renewed purpose. Um, A little bit clearer picture of what I want to share. And um, I think that comes along with that door that I mentioned that that I arrived at that I was allowed to open. And you can't rush that stuff. But I appreciate the view that I have now. I appreciate like where I'm at on the mountain. I know I'm not yeah. the top of the mountain. I know I'm just at like one of the little lookout points. Um, it's a decent view though it's a decent view it's a decent view (laughs) it's a a decent view Um, you know sure sure miss that kid
Yeah, you know, it's, um, it'd be a lot cooler if he was here, that's for sure. Everything would be different if he was here. Yeah, you and I wouldn't be babbling on this podcast. No, we, <laughs> no, we wouldn't. There'd be no light the fight hitties. There'd be no don't freak out bracelets. And that would be a shame. No, that, because that those are be very helpful. Those are very helpful to a lot of people. <laughs> well, you know, so, what I would say, you know, when you get in the time machine, you go to the past and the present, or to the past and the future, you end up messing up the present. So let's just leave that where it is right now. <laughs> and you go ahead and uh, wrap it up for us, Heidi, because, you know, I, uh, I always say that as long as you wrap it up, the episode's going to go straight to people's ears. It's, you're, you're just going to tie all the loose ends together, make this podcast just something that settles really soft on people's ears. It's easy for them to digest. So it's always <laughs> better when you wrap up the episodes for us. Well, I'm really sorry that you guys had to listen to me cry. Um, and so I will say this. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for giving me the space to, to share um, and to maybe be a little uncomfortable in it. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot about this podcast and like, what, what is our purpose and what are we trying to do? And is it doing what we're trying to do? And, um, you know, I always get messages from people who are at various stages of listening to the podcast. And, um, I really feel like I'm the one that's benefited the most from this podcast, honestly. And, um, I think that I'm kind of at a point where I'm ready to kind of just turn, uh, just, just turn it just a little bit. Um, and so I'm excited to see where it's going to go and what we're going to be able to offer and what the next five years, you know, are going to look like as conversations are getting way more open about suicide awareness. The stigmas are, you know, we're chipping away at those stigmas and the conversations and awareness of, of mental health is, is improving. Um, this is what's going to save lives. But even more and as important as saving lives is making lives better and making relationships better so that they don't perpetuate. Um, because, you know, all, all the troubled kids are not all going to take their lives, you know, um, but I believe that every child that's out there, it's not if they're going to struggle with depression or if they're going to have emotional struggles, it's when and how much. And to what degree and who's there going to help. Yeah. And the real question is, are we as parents, have we done some work so that we can be a resource to them rather than adding to that? to that pain 
And that's what I hope that this podcast is about. I hope that it's about creating resourceful, informed, confident parents in talking about these tough subjects. And um, so we're we're going to keep doing that. That's right. So, keep on keeping thank on. For, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Thank you, David, for putting up with me, sobbing through that. Brandon, I hope that you can like scrub the audio or something. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I, I sound horrible too. I got allergies and I got an <laughs> ear infection, so I can't hear on one side of my head. So, so um, man. Anyway, so. With, with this five-year anniversary, friends, I, I want to thank you for being on this journey with me, with my family, with David. And we're learning as we go, and we're getting better as we learn. And together, we're, we're going to light the fight.